few sad news. We continue to pray for student Sarah Gregus in her ongoing battle for cancer. Please keep her in your prayers today. We hold staff member John Marston in prayer as he mourns the loss of his mother. Keep him in your, keep him in your prayers. We, all, we hold in our hearts all those who need of healing and we pray for all those in our country who are afraid. Please rise. Holy, mighty, ever-loving God, we have gathered to be known by you, loved by you, so that we would love one another and make your love known to others. Amen. Let us pray. Holy God, your word reveals to us a simple truth, that sin entered this world through human folly in believing we could be like you, and permeated history through envy, selfishness, and greed. Yet, sin which hold us tight within its grasp, cannot resist when touched by your grace, cannot contain if your love poured out, cannot be denied as your love is made manifest. Your word reveals to us a simple truth. You know us, you love us. We are yours. Amen. Today's reading is from Psalm 139, verses 1 through 18. O Lord, you have searched me and know me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from far away. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, O Lord, you know it completely. You hem me in, behind and before, and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is so high that I cannot attain it. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and settle at the farthest limits of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness shall come over me, and the light around me become night, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is as bright as the day, for darkness is as light to you. For it was you who formed my inward parts. 
You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works that I know very well. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth, your eyes beheld my unformed substance. In your books were written all the days that were formed for me, when none of them as yet existed. How weighty to me are your thoughts, O God! How vast is the sum of them! I try to count them. They are more than the sand. I come to the end. I am still with you. Here ends the reading. Grace and peace from God who knows you and loves you. There's a parable told about a group of tourists sitting on a bus that is passing through a gorgeously beautiful country. There were lakes, mountains, green fields, rivers. But the shades of the window and the wind, on the windows of the bus were pulled down. The passengers do not have the slightest idea of what lies behind the windows of that bus. And all the time of their journey is spent squabbling over who will have the best seat, who packed best for the trip, who is the most liked, the smartest, most fashionable, who has the best ideas, who has the right ideas, and so on. And so that is how they remained until journey's end. Jesuit priest Anthony DeMello, in his book, The Way to Love, challenges us to look at the way we live empty and soulless lives. We have all felt captive to our often misguided egos that drive us to place value on things and accomplishments that may feel, at the time, like worthy endeavors, but often leave us longing for more. Perhaps we even find ourselves living some days like a swan that on the surface glides effortlessly through the lake, appearing to be the portrait of perfection and ease, yet in reality, its feet underneath are paddling away at a furious pace. Or maybe life can at times feel shallow Conversations can leave us empty. We may even feel that we are just limping along, stuck in a past that seemed better, or wishing for a brighter, more fulfilling future. The chapel theme this year of being known and loved invites us into a conversation about our relationship to God and to one another. Our reading for today, Psalm 139, is a beautiful song about being known and loved by God. The psalmist is completely floored by the revelation. The creator of the universe, let me say that one more time, the creator of the universe knows everything about him. His thoughts, motives, where he's been, where he's going. God, the artist, has knitted him together, suggesting that the psalmist was created into a piece 
of unique and beautiful art. How might our lives be transformed if we all truly believed deep down that we are known and loved by God? Do you believe it? If we find ourselves questioning it, or even having it fall on us like an old, cliched platitude, then perhaps we should accept the invitation to spend more time with God. That invitation is always there. Benedictine nun Macrena Whitaker reminds us that there is a depth in you to which you must return. We are all called to the deep places. To look deeper, to listen deeper, to slow down, to step into the silence, spend time with God, away in nature by yourself, to be comfortable in that space and see how it changes you and the way you look at others. The 13th century mystic, Master Eckhart said, if there is a spiritual journey, it's only a quarter of an inch long, but many miles deep. I brought a friend along with me today. Her name is Julian of Norwich. She's a 14th century mystic and anchoress. She lived at a time when the plague ravaged its way through her town, taking half of the population with it. When she was 30 years old, she became gravely ill, and at the end of her illness, received a series of 16 revelations that she believed were from God. And so she spent the next 20 years reflecting upon them and writing a book called Revelations of Divine Love. Incidentally, it is the first book in the English language to be written by a woman. In one of her visions, she places into her hand, God, sorry, God places into her hand a tiny little hazelnut. Do you see it? There is not enough time to read to you her entire vision, but in summary, the meaning that came to her about that tiny little hazelnut was this. God created it. God loves it. God cares for it always. When we begin to know deep down that we are known and loved by God, we will finally find the freedom to love ourselves. That voice of harsh self-judgment that takes up residence in our minds and our false insecurities begin to fade, which in turn, amazingly, creates more space for us to know and love others. Our relationship with God and others goes hand in hand. As our relationship with God grows deeper, so does our love for humanity. We just can't help it. It just does. 
And when movement begins to happen down deep, we are called into the world with a new conviction and clarity. We move from awareness to deep gratitude, from ambivalence to action, from fear to love. We move from tolerance to appreciation. We move from compassion to solidarity. And maybe for the first time, we begin to open up the shades of that bus and look out and truly see all the beauty and love and joy that a life lived deep and abiding with God can bring. Amen. Let us pray. God of the table, the meal, the occasion, you created us hungry. We must eat to live. Eating is a necessary habit, a wonderful reminder that we are what you created us to be, creatures. But even more, you made us hunger and thirst after you. Hungry for your forgiveness. Hungry for your mercy and hope. Hungry for joy when there is despair. Hungry for more of your love. And you, O oh Lord, Satisfy the hungry heart. And we, O oh Lord, give you thanks. Amen. Please stand. Having heard the word of God, an outpouring of mercy, grace, and hope, rest assured that God knows you and God loves you now and always. Amen.